Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome to Come To Me, a special edition of Come To Me. It's kind of a Manfredonia family Christmas special. Uh, I'm going to be playing for you some music that we've done over the years, Cheryl and me and our children, and uh, Christmas carols and hymns and all kinds of fun stuff. So I hope you can stay for this hour and uh, just rejoice in the joy of this season uh, this beautiful Christmas season. So uh, before we do that, though, of course, as we start our time together, we are going to pray as we do every time we gather. And uh, I'm going to pray today a prayer that was composed by St. Pope John Paul II for Christmas. So if you would, just raise our hearts and minds together as one uh, from wherever you are listening to pray this beautiful prayer written by St. Pope John Paul II. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O child who willed to have for your crib a manger, O creator of the universe, who stripped yourself of divine glory, O redeemer, who offered your vulnerable body in sacrifice for the salvation of humanity, may the radiance of your birth light up the night of the world. May the power of your message of love Thwart the proud snares of the evil one. May the gift of your life make us understand ever more clearly the worth of the life of each human being. Too much blood is still being shed on the earth. Too much violence and too many conflicts trouble the peaceful coexistence of nations. You come to bring us peace. You are our peace. You alone can make of us a people purified, and belonging to you forever, a people zealous for good deeds. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. What an unfathomable mystery is hidden in the humility of this child. We would like to touch him. We would like to embrace him. You, Mary, who keep watch over your all-powerful son, grant us your eyes to contemplate him with faith. Grant us your heart to worship him with love. In his simplicity, the child of Bethlehem teaches us to rediscover the real meaning of our existence. He teaches us to live sober, upright, and godly lives in this world. O holy night, so long awaited, which has united God and man forever, you rekindle our hope. You fill us with ecstatic wonder. You assure us of the triumph of love over hatred of life over death. For this reason, we remain absorbed in prayer. In the luminous silence of your nativity, you, Emmanuel, continue to speak to us, and we are ready to listen to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful prayer by John Paul too? I do pray, my brothers and sisters, that you are having 
a blessed day, and, and thank you for being a part of my day today and for allowing me and Cheryl to share with you the joys of our life together as family over the years. You know, this started many, many years ago when our children were preschool. Uh, music has always been a special part of our lives. That's how Cheryl and I met, through music, and it's been uh, just a, a, a solid force in our lives ever since. And our children, thanks be to God, have inherited a great love uh, for music and also great talent. So we're going to share some of that with you today as I play for you uh, musical uh, hymns and carols that we've recorded over the years, and I do hope that you will enjoy it because it uh, certainly brings joy to our heart. It brings a lot of memories back for us, too. This is what Christmas is all about, isn't it? It's all about family. So I want to thank you for allowing us this opportunity. Uh, through the years, we made these recordings. It wasn't always easy. Uh, the children didn't always want to put on a headset and stand in front of a microphone and sing. Uh, but they did, and they joyfully did, and you'll hear that. And they are, you know, beautiful little little uh, recordings that we made. Uh, but I thought, you know what, I'll compile them, put them together, and put together a program uh, of music for you, of Christmas music, from our family to yours. So I do ask you to just sit back and enjoy yourself and uh, thank God for the gift of family and from our family, from our domestic church to your domestic church. We hope to bring you today the joy of the season through these beautiful hymns and carols. So we're going to take a break. Stay right where you are. When we come back, we're going to begin singing the beautiful sounds of Christmas. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more music for you for the next hour. Sixty Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. In the history of the world, only one tomb has ever had a rock roll before it and a soldier set to guard it to prevent a dead man from rising. And that was the tomb of Christ on the evening of the Friday called Good. What spectacle could be more ridiculous than armed soldiers keeping their eyes on a corpse? But sentinels were set, lest the dead walk, the silent speak, and the pierced heart quickened to the throb of life. They said he was dead. They knew he was dead. They said he would never rise again. And yet they watched. They remembered that he called his body the temple, and that in three days after they had destroyed it, he would rebuild it. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. One of the things that we often think about in our spiritual lives is how to do something big for God. But really, most of the time, we should focus on how we can do something small for God. It's these small things that help us consecrate our ordinary daily activities and help us do everything for Jesus Christ. Catholic Answers Live. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weeknights at 6. When you give in to thinking that's ripping you to shreds, that deflates your confidence, that caves into all your fear, you're not just thinking negatively. You're thinking in a way that's unholy. God wants His people to face everyday life not just redeemed from sin, but with redeemed attitudes, redeemed thinking, a redeemed sense of who they are. Stop beating yourself up between your ears all day. No wonder why you look tired all the time. St. Paul wrote, We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. 
You should think like someone who believes in a God who created you with purpose, who gives meaning to every experience, even suffering, who bestowed dignity and royalty upon you, and who destined you for eternal glory. And why should you think that way? Because it's all true. So when the way you think builds you up instead of ripping you down, that's not just positive thinking. That's godly and holy thinking. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. There are legitimate differences of opinion in any religion. There are differences of opinion in Catholicism. But in Catholicism, you expect that people will take the teaching of its supreme authority seriously. To go diametrically opposed to those teachings is to not be a Catholic. Someone in the name of Catholicism is sponsoring the destruction of human life lives of unborn children. And they got the name Catholic on the door. The highest authority in Catholicism and the encyclical Romanae Vitae, Evangelium Vitae, is absolutely clear that no Catholic can support abortion and that Catholics are responsible to take serious action against legalized abortion. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Every single day, I get to help our listeners of the Sunrise Morning Show wake up, find out what's going on in the church and the world, and then walk with them as we all seek to grow in knowledge and love of Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. I mean, how could it get any better? The Sunrise Morning Show with Anna Mitchell and Matt Swain. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekday mornings at 7. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. It's like the, the brides, you know, 10 were very, very fervent, and they had oil in their lamp, and they had oil, extra oil. Here were 10 that didn't, they had oil in their lamps, but no extra oil. Now the bridegroom is coming, and those who had just the oil in their lamp all went out. And they said, give me some of your oil. And they said, hey, we can't, lest we too ran out. Now, the first thought in your mind is, they're uncharitable. Why didn't they share, right? I know what you're thinking. I thought the same thing. But see, when we die, my friends, when the bridegroom calls you and me, there's no more time to get oil. You've had five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You've got to repent. You've got to go ahead of time and put oil in that lamp. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here we come a caroling among the leaves so green. Here we come a wandering so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you and to you glad Christmas too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God send you a happy new year. All your kin and kinsfolk that dwell before and near, we wish you Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Love and joy come to you, and to you glad Christmas too, and God bless you and send you a Happy New Year, and God send you a Happy New Year. God bless the master of this house, likewise the mistress too. 
and all the little children that round the table go. Love and joy come to you, and to you glad Christmas too, and God bless you and send you a happy new year, and God send you a happy new year. All right, and this next uh, beautiful little uh, carol is one that we recorded with the children and um, uh, again, uh, I believe Joseph was 14, Angela was 12, and Anthony was 10. And we had a lot of fun recording this, The 12 Days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree on the third day of christmas my true love gave to me three french hens two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree on the fourth day of christmas my true love gave to me four calling birds three french hens two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree on the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a-laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming. Six geese a laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two Eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven pipers piping, ten boars a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten boards a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, 
French hands. <laughs> that was 12 days of Christmas. So let's see if uh, if Anthony was 10. That probably was uh, 2002 or three that we recorded that. And uh, Anthony, younger Anthony there, was uh, uh, 10 and, and Angela was 12 and Joseph was uh, 14 years old. A lot of fun we had in those days when the children were all home with us. And uh, we also recorded another one, uh, Cheryl and me and uh, Angela and Joseph around the same time. Uh, Joseph was, uh, I guess, same thing, four, 14, and Angela was 12. And uh, Cheryl and I, well, we, you know, we don't need to know how old we were. But <laughs> anyway, um, beautiful carol, and uh, they did a great job. The Carol of the Bells. <laughs> Of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol, fa la 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 la. See the blazing Yule before us, fa la 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 la. Follow me in merry measure. While I tell of Yuletide treasure. Okay, that was uh, Cheryl and me with Deck the Halls. Uh, now, I'll tell you, about 30 years ago, uh, Cheryl was just, I guess, just beginning her career as a liturgical musician at a local parish, and she was telling me that there were no uh, real Advent songs. We know O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, of course. That's a very popular one. Uh, we have Christmas music, and you know, it, during liturgy, during the Advent season, uh, you don't do Christmas music. Some people will ask, well, you know, it's Christmas time. Why aren't we doing carols and things? Well, you don't do that until you get to Christmas Eve, the Vigil Mass, and begin to celebrate Christmas. So the music that you hear uh, during liturgy 
uh, is uh, Advent music because we play it here throughout the Advent season, but this is not liturgy, so we play, we'll play the Christmas carols and hymns. But anyway, so Cheryl was saying there wasn't a hymn, and at the time, uh, she was in her sixth month <laughs> pregnant with our daughter Angela, our second child, and our oldest uh, son, Joseph, was two. And uh, so Cheryl, because, you know, in that, uh, at that time, it was, she was busy and she was pregnant, she would go to bed very early. Uh, our baby, Joseph, would, would also go to bed very early. I'd be up by myself uh, with nothing to do <laughs> except pray. And uh, I picked up the guitar and composed a little song uh, I thought would be a nice Advent song because it anticipates the birth of our Lord. And uh, that was 30 years ago. And probably uh, 1994, uh, Cheryl and I did record this song. So uh, this is a song that I wrote and that Cheryl and I recorded. We do all the vocals and instruments on it called Come Little Jesus. Come, little Jesus, come, holy child. I have been waiting with arms open wide to hold you close to me. Come, holy child. Come, little Jesus. Come, saving Lord, sent by the Father as his living word. Teach me to follow you, come, saving Lord. I long to hear the sound of your heavenly cry, hear, sing the still of the night. My soul will rejoice at your innocent mind. Come, little Jesus, come be my light. Come, little Jesus, Redeemer King, grant me the joy of salvation you bring. Come to me, Prince of Peace, Redeemer King. Come, little Jesus, come, child of only Son living in His embrace. Good Shepherd, lead me there, come child of grace. I long to hear the sound of your heavenly Mind. Come, 
And that was Come Little Jesus, a song that I wrote about 30 years ago, and Cheryl and I recorded that, uh, that you heard right there. It was recorded about 25 years ago. How fast time flies. Well, this is the Manfredonia Christmas special, I suppose. Uh, Cheryl and the children and I, and we'll take a quick break and be right back. So stay tuned. There's lots more to come right here. Don't go away. did not start the church. The church started the Gospels. The church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the church. The church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the Gospel said there was a resurrection. The Gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now in like manner, The church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the Gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living word of God in his mystical body, the church already believed it, and they set it down in the Gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Sister Ann Shields speaking to you from Food for the Journey, a program that is heard on Domestic Church Radio Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. I want to encourage you to listen to that program, not because I'm doing it, but because I speak of the scripture readings for the day, and the Word of God is what gives us life. Brothers and sisters, today we need life. What have you done for your marriage today? I gave my wife a hug this morning. I told her I love her. Instead of sitting on the couch, I helped clean up. I cooked my husband's uh, favorite breakfast. I sent my husband a love email. What have I done for my marriage today? It's a good question. I gave her a call and say, thinking of her and the kids. I uh, did her hair this morning. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my marriage today? I made my wife coffee and breakfast this morning. It's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. While we're spending the day together. I bought her an orchid. (laughs) Hassan was able to let me sleep in by taking care of him in the morning. I read the newspaper to my wife, and it cracked her up. But she's still laughing. (laughs) What have you done for your marriage today? Small changes can make a world of difference. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Do you want to end abortion? Halt the attack on traditional marriage and ensure religious freedom for ourselves and for our grandchildren? To do this, we must convert the culture. St. Paul's Street Evangelization is a grassroots initiative that recognizes this need and takes it to the streets. If you're interested in peacefully sharing the gospel in your area, visit streetevangelization.com to learn more. We want to invite you to pray the rosary with us. The rosary is many things, but perhaps 
the best way to think about the rosary is to think about it as a spiritual place, as an invisible chapel that you can enter into even in a busy time of life. Pray the Holy Rosary with Father Benedict Rochelle, mornings at 9.30, right here on Domestic Church Radio. Hi, I'm Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hard-working people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. It doesn't seem that long ago that we were doing these Christmas carols and hymns with our children, but my goodness, it is quite a while ago. But you know, it continues even into adulthood. Our son Anthony is a very accomplished orchestrator and composer, and I recently gave him a call and I said, Anthony, why don't we do The Little Drummer Boy? And this is something, an arrangement that you'll be familiar with because back in 1977, Bing Crosby sang it with David Bowie. And we do the same version, only orchestrated and com- uh, by our son, Anthony. So here is our version of The Little Drummer Boy.
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God.
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up to Galilee from the city of Nazareth in Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger.
And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly with the angel there was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village, 
where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when his friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today, Jesus Christ is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of mankind on earth as powerfully as that one solitary life. Lord. 
my friends, I want to thank you for allowing me to share with you today the music from our family. And we do wish you from our home to yours, from our domestic church to yours, Cheryl and our children and all of us here at Domestic Church Media, wish you and your family a very blessed, happy, and holy Christmas. And may the Christ child born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago dwell in our hearts this Christmas and throughout the upcoming year. Thank you for all that you do for us here at Domestic Church Media. We thank God for the gift of you at this Christmas time. And I'd like to end by sharing with you the words from John Paul II on Christmas. Today we join the angelic host, the enraptured shepherds. We too sing in exultation. Christus natus est nobis, venite adoremus. Christ is born for us, come, let us adore him. From the night of Bethlehem until today, the birth of the Lord continues to inspire hymns of joy which express the tenderness of God sown in the hearts of men. In all the world's tongues, the event most grand and most lowly is being celebrated. Emmanuel, God with us forever. How many expressive songs has Christmas inspired in every people and culture? Who has not known the emotions they express? Their melodies bring alive once more the mystery of the holy night. They tell of the encounter between the gospel and the paths of mankind. Yes, Christmas has entered the hearts of the peoples who look to Bethlehem with shared wonderment. May the joy of Christmas, which sings of the birth of the Savior, instill in all trust in the power of truth and of patient perseverance in doing good. For each of us, the divine message of Bethlehem resounds. Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And my friends, Merry Christmas, and let's sing joy to the world. Wonders of his love and wonders of his love and love.